Welcome to Chick Chat, the Baby Chick Podcast. I'm Nina Spears, the Baby Chick, your host. And today I am super excited to have Cam Williams and Leroy Garrett on the show. Cam is from New Jersey and Leroy is from Las Vegas, and they both come from the reality television world. Cam was originally on Are You the One? and Lee was on The Real World. And the two met while they were both filming the show, The Challenge on MTV. They've been together ever since and now reside in Houston, Texas, where they recently welcomed their first child, their adorable son, Kingston. I had the pleasure of being their birth doula during their pregnancy and birth of Kingston and had the immense pleasure of getting to know these incredible people. I can't wait for you to get to know them a bit better too. Today, I'm chatting with Cam and Leroy about their journey to becoming parents, what the pregnancy was really like, what their biggest challenges and best moments have been as parents, even what some of their favorite baby products are too. This power couple is an incredible duo and such great parents. Let's get started and welcome Cam and Leroy to the show. Hey, Cam. Hey, Leroy. How are you guys? Hi, we are doing great. How are you? What's up, Nina? <laughs> oh my gosh. Busy, but good. But I have missed y'all. It's been a couple weeks since I've seen you guys and baby Kingston. How's everything going? It's been six weeks and two days to be exact. Oh, yeah, it has. <laughs> it has. Yes, no, it's been a while, but things are actually going really great. I feel like we got such a great baby. We really lucked up. Yeah, Kingston, um, he's good. He doesn't really cry. I mean, he cries, but nothing that's what I thought it would be. So he's healthy. Um, he's home. And uh, we did it. So I'm, I'm happy. I'm so, Yeah. Yeah. We did it. No, I we can... as in we as in all, all four of us. Yes. <laughs> Me, you, Kingston, and Cam. Yeah. We all did it. It was a group effort to get him here yeah. uh, safely. And since he's been home, I think things have been great because you and I are such a great team, too. Yep. Mm-hmm. You guys really are. And I can't wait. I definitely want to dive into all of this because you guys have really set yourself up for success. And I'm just so happy and proud of y'all. And I want everyone to hear you know, your story. So for our listeners out there, can you tell us, like, tell us a little bit about your story, like who you are, how you met, like where you are today so everyone can get caught up on on you guys so all right well with how we met and pretty much uh like with who we are we are like reality tv personalities so we libra and i we actually met on a show called the challenge where we were like it's like a competition where we are competing for money it's a physical competition i met him there on my first season what season was that for you that was probably season number seven or eight for me. So I I've been doing it for a while. <laughs> I first uh, started my reality TV journey doing the real world. I'm sure a lot of people know what that is. Not sure if they see my season, but I did the real world years ago. And she actually came from a dating show. Yes. I was looking for love. That's yep. how I got started yep. in the whole reality TV world. So I was looking for love on a TV show called, it's called Are You The One? And that was an epic fail. but Crazily enough, it led me to the love of my life because if I didn't do that show, I wouldn't have met Leroy. Try to make me cry. Yes. (laughs) Sometimes you gotta. Sometimes you gotta trust the process, even though you might not know what the outcome might be. Um, But that definitely like led me to meeting him. Yep. But yeah, so we've done like reality TV, but since the baby, we clearly were not doing it anymore. But with what we do right now is, you know, like I do like a little bit of influencing. I'm in the process of relaunching my beauty business, Camp Collection, and being a full-time mom, which I'm excited about. 
being on this parenthood journey with you? Yep. For myself, I am. We recently just moved out here to Houston, Texas, and I'm a barber out here. I have a barber studio out in Midtown, and I am kind of an influencer, too. We both are kind of getting into the content creating. I think that's like the... I guess the new thing that's yeah, that's I've been doing right it now. for the the past few years. I'd yeah. say you're kind of getting your your feet wet with it. And now just a, a, a pretty much a full time dad. We actually just got engaged on Easter. Easter Sunday is when I proposed. So I that, said yes. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you yes. choose Easter Sunday? That was the Sunday before the baby shower. Yeah, so it just happened to be happened to fall on that. Thank so, God you didn't do it at the baby shower because I'm like, oh my God. I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't know, like wanted to do it in front of a room full of people. I'm happy it was intimate and it was, yeah, it was just you. (laughs) He knew you. He knew what he needed to do. (laughs) He knew you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And then once you guys like found out you were pregnant, like what was that like? How did you guys react when you saw a positive pregnancy test? Oh my God. I remember that day like it was yesterday because throughout our relationship, well, at first, like we didn't even know if we could have kids. You get what I'm saying? Because either of us, we've never really had any pregnancy scares before. So we just assumed we was like, okay, something's probably wrong. Something is probably wrong with one of us. So yeah, maybe, maybe we can't. So it was by complete surprise. And throughout our relationship, Leroy always told me, he's like, yeah, I, I don't want to have any kids. And you know, that was always his stance. And I just always kind of ignored him because I'm like, Listen, I am a young woman, you know, trying to get my life together, trying to get my goals out the way. And, you know, so I wasn't even thinking about kids. So I didn't really care that, so that he would me. say that. So no, no, me. you know exactly that it was you that trapped me. So I was like, yeah, whatever. And my period was late and we were like, hold up, wait. Like, let, So we took the pregnancy test. And we took it. I was in shock. Jaw dropped. Silence. Complete silence. Okay. Leroy was jumping up and down so excited and i was just like i've been bamboozled yeah (laughs) this man is this the same man that said he didn't want any kids he was so happy so i was just shook it all the way around okay (laughs) uh true i mean when when you find out that your partner is pregnant as a man you're not supposed to be like you're not supposed to be sad you can't because i don't want to make her feel so i definitely was nervous i mean i wasn't shocked because we did what we were supposed to do to have a kid so if you do that that's gonna happen (laughs) But I was definitely, um, I was shocked. And we were just kind of like, I think just like most parents, you're just kind of like in disbelief, like, because we weren't actually trying to. We were doing things to have a baby, but we weren't trying we to actually We didn't think do it. it was going to happen to us. Yeah. So when it did, it was just like, <laughs> like a numbing. Like 80% of the population. <laughs> yeah. It was just like a, a numb feeling. Like, I can't believe this is actually real. Yeah. It, it really didn't hit me until he actually came out. For me, it hit me automatically because I'm like, my first of all, I was like, my body is about to change. Hold on, wait. I have never achieved my dream body in life. So I was just like, okay, uh, now that might be even harder. You know, my body's about to grow. That's the first thing I thought about. And I also thought about my reality TV career. I'm like, wow, that's going to get pushed back. That's going to get way put on hold. And I just knew that it would be a total and complete lifestyle change. So I was just, those are the thoughts that went through my head. Like, it's not just me anymore. You get what I'm saying? Even though I had you, lived with you, you know, you were my man. I'm like, it's really, you know, we're about to be stuck together for life. So that's what I thought about. Not that that's a bad thing. But. <laughs> no, of course. But I now I'm curious, like, when you were going through your pregnancy and, okay, 
Like you're both nervous, but excited. So that's a good thing. Like, how was the pregnancy for you? Like Leroy, was it what you thought it was going to be like having, you know, Cam being pregnant and Cam, was it like, did anything surprise you? I felt as if I was pregnant too, because (laughs) I was, you know, how how they say like the men get the women's symptoms. I was always tired. I was, you know, eating all the time, just being lazy, lethargic and uh, (laughs) emotional. So for me, I I couldn't believe like how much I just I feel like I just gave up on life. I didn't want to work out no more. I mean, I really wasn't doing them things too much beforehand, but I just felt like I didn't want to do anything without her. So we was just always just on the couch. But for Is that her your best friend. Yeah. But for her, how you know, I always was, you know, you always hear how pregnant women, I think it's this uh notion of like pregnant women are mean and they're crazy and they're moody and they're emotional. I think that she's emotional, but she wasn't like mean or anything. It was like a beautiful thing to watch her body just keep growing, you know, seeing her when we first found out and there's no baby bump. And then as time goes on, her stomach is getting bigger and, and I'm seeing her from a different view that she sees herself. And I'm just like, damn, like it just further lets me know that God is real first and foremost. And that it's just was it's something that I will never forget watching her carry him and just sometimes being sick. You know, the beginning of the pregnancy, she had like a lot of uh, morning sickness or whatever the case may be. And. Sometimes I would be nervous. I'm like, man, is she going to be okay? Or, you know, so you think about like miscarriages, all these things you're trying to move past the, the first trimester. Mm-hmm. But she, you did really well. Yes. I think that with the whole pregnancy, when it comes to my partner, I think I definitely fell in love with him even more because he really stepped up. He was like my therapist. You know, I could vent to him no matter how overly emotional I was, which I absolutely was. You know, he was definitely there for me. He was literally there in any and every way, like to the point where I did not have to lift a finger. The remote could be right next to me. But if I'm like, can you change the channel? Can you help me up? Can you do this? Can you take me to the bathroom? Like it could be the silliest thing. And he never complained at all, because I think sometimes as women, like, you know, we hear these not horror stories, but I think like stereotypes with how men are and men never do anything right. And da 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 da. But with Lee, he definitely stepped up to the plate and it just kind of gave me, you know, like it just kind of showed me like, wow, he's literally about to be like an amazing father. This is how he is treating me, you know? So I definitely could say like, I, I fell in love with him even more. And when it came to the actual pregnancy, I don't think it hit me right away yet. Like, you know how some women, like I've always wanted to have kids, but some women, they make it seem like, Oh yes, from the, from the moment I found out, I was so like connected and da, da 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 da. That wasn't my case. I I was not emotionally connected right away. I was, you know, like I think the things that we see in the stereotypes that we always hear, like, and it just wasn't my case. You know, I, of course I knew that I was gonna like love my child, but I'm like I don't think I feel some some of these things that you know women say. But I was able to live in a moment, and I love being pregnant. I did love watching my body grow. I did love working my way up to every single milestone every week, just being able to track my pregnancy week by week. We had this app and on the app every week, like the baby was like a different size. So we'd be like, oh, look at our little line this week. He's a lemon. He's a strawberry. Mm -hmm. And it was, I literally loved that. And I just held on to every second of it just being me, you know, without Kingston being here because I knew that once he is physically here, it's, you know, it's all about him, you know, like I'm going to put him before myself, but I was just enjoying every second I had left 
to myself. So I knew that I was going to miss being pregnant, which which I do. <laughs> I, I do a little bit. You do. That's sweet. Some women love being pregnant. Because, you know, we got induced at 37. I want like I wish we would have made it up to 40. Like I wanted my last three weeks. Well, I love that you shared like, you know, the things that you really enjoyed about being pregnant. Were there any like challenges that you experienced during pregnancy that were hard on you? Well, yeah, like as he said, I was definitely nauseous. <laughs> In that first trimester, that was a huge challenge. I think with those, oh my gosh, what? I'm like, look, th- those stereotypes were true in our case because, yeah, that heart, I had, I was chugging a shot of my Lanta every single night. It was on my nightstand because of that, that heartburn was so bad because he had so much hair and having to pee every night. It feels so, that's the part that I don't miss because I had to go. Okay, I could have just went. 30 seconds later, I was walking back in there. I should have had a bed in the bathroom, to be honest. I don't miss that. But that was definitely a challenge. And yeah, that happened to me in the first trimester, too. Stayed in that bathroom. I, I think mine was the her crying. She would, I could say something or even if we had like a little disagreement and she would just sneak off to the room and just start crying. I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing? I would, because like, I'm not an emotional person. Why, why are you crying? But I think I that- just I don't even know why I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not an emotional person at all, but with being pregnant and you know what they say about the hormones, it's true. But I'm happy that I was able to go through that. Sometimes, look, all I know is sometimes, you know, after you cry, you get the best nap. Look, sleep I was good. not mad at that. I'm sleep like, okay, good. I'm about to sleep so good. I would sometimes I would be laughing watching you cry because I'm like, man, which you, made me cry even more. I'm like, because like, I'm like, funny. this is ridiculous. You crying over something that is. <laughs> doesn't even make any sense right now. We're out of dishwashing liquid. Oh my God. <laughs> I was not crying over dishwashing liquid. <laughs> well, maybe I was. It was sponges. No, yeah. was- <laughs> oh man, you guys are too funny. I love y'all. Oh, and for our listeners, I have to say when I was introduced to them, like this is literally how Cam and Lee are. Like they're just the biggest hearts, like so personable and fun and I was like, oh my gosh, I need to keep them forever. So this is just who they are. And I, I absolutely love it. So what were your plans for your pregnancy? Like you, you're you like, okay, I'm pregnant. Like some people are, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Like what were your plans when you found out that you guys were pregnant? When we first found out, because we used to always do these walks at, uh, was it Memorial Park? We walk at? Every morning, it's a little three-mile walk. And we like having all these ideas like, three mile walks we're like yeah we're gonna stay in shape and <laughs> we uh cam seen this girl that was on uh social media that was like a track star that was running when she was like eight months pregnant i was like that's gonna and be she's me like, i'm gonna be working out doing all this stuff and i'm just like babe like first of all you're not about he's to be like running. take it easy or how about when i wake up at like because you know you wake up throughout the night so sometimes i'd be up at like 5 a.m it's dark outside i'm telling him i'm like, all right i'm about to go for a run and he's like no you're not it's dark outside yeah. or he would have to come with me He's like, can you wait until the sun comes out? I'm like, no, I, I need to go now. <laughs> yeah, you have, you have all these plans of, of things that you want to do. And then as time goes on, like, you know, she was getting tired. You know, she's out of breath. I mean, we walking and she's walking really slow. And I'm just like, yes, yeah, it's, it's just, it was very, uh, whatever you thought you were going to do, it's like, no, some, life is telling you that it's going to be. Because my body wouldn't allow me to. But I knew that, I told myself third trimester, that's when I'm going to really, really get into focusing on the baby and his arrival. But first and second, I'm like, I need to really speed things up with launching my business because look, okay, it's been a very 
long time in the in the making of this relaunch. So I'm like, I need to get some things done. So I was just on work, work, work. I was a workaholic. I was a workaholic. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. yeah ain't nothing wrong, ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I told myself, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to stop working, you know, for the third trimester. I was working the entire time, but that's just my personality and how I am. Once you meet Cam, Cam has a to-do list on her to-do list. Like she is so organized. She knows what she wants. She's type A, but I love that about her (laughs) because she gets it done. So yeah, I totally, I hear that. Leroy, you know, being a dad like becoming a dad is such a huge moment. What did you do to prepare for it? Like what were the things that were most helpful to you, like preparing to be a dad? I decided that I wanted us to take uh, like parenting classes. So we went to the motherhood center and we did all these different, we did, I got us a CPR class. We had somebody come out of the house and just taught us CPR. Cause for me, I never, I have nieces and nephews, but I've never really been around newborns or babies like that. I'm, I'm the uncle that always has to, you know, let me hold a baby and give it back. So, you know, changing the diaper and how to burp them and how to swallow them and checking for their different cues and just whatever the things to keep a baby alive. I just really wanted to be able to learn these things. Like now as a father, I mean, education is important regardless of what you're doing. So regardless anything that you're doing. So with taking care of a kid, I wanted to learn. So the motherhood center, we went there and I felt like it was just a great deal of help because that's like a the motherhood center. It's like a local some somewhere that was like local to us where they have all types of like classes and resources for parents. Yeah, so I found that to be very helpful. It made it easier when he came because I kind of already knew what to do. I'm sure it it would probably already would have kicked in second nature, but I just felt more confident after just you know studying it and watching YouTube videos and all these different things on how to care for a baby. So that was. Um, that's what it was like for me. Yeah, he but. was so nervous. He was like, I have no idea what to do with the baby. I yeah. don't know how to hold I mean, one, change one, burp one. He's like, I don't know it. So I'm happy that, you know, you came up with those ideas for us to take courses with that. Because I didn't know that resources like that even existed. And it was a great refresher. I think that, you know, with me cutting hair, a lot of my clients are always like, well, just people, period. You know, they're like, oh, you don't need to do that. And it'll be easy just to snap. Well, it's like, no, I do. You can't project on me like I want to. These are things that I want to learn. And it doesn't come second. I'm still learning stuff with him every day of how to hold him properly or if I'm holding his neck the wrong way or if I or how to change him. So it's so many different things that I'm learning as time goes on. But there are certain things that are put in place that are like uh, a good head start. Yeah, just a a good head start to, you know, to, to help me out. Who was it that found out about doulas? And who brought it up to the other person? And what did you guys initially think about all that? It was me because like with, you know, with how my personality is, like I did my entire research with any and everything, doulas, midwives, blah, blah, blah. And when I did my research and like, I think like I've watched certain like shows or like I've heard of people having doulas before too. But when I actually looked it up in the definition of one, I was like, oh yeah, we are going to need that, especially because, you know, we moved to Houston at the time. It was like it was like a year since we yeah. lived in Houston when we got pregnant. So we don't have any family out here. It's literally just us two. Like, it's nobody else. So I'm like, we are absolutely going to need some extra support. So um, I told him about it. And he was just like, uh, you know, like, I like I guess if, if you want to, then I guess we can. But I know that he is so happy <laughs> that we did. I was just going to say, when she said that, and then 
what made you kind of change your mind? If you were like, eh, I don't know, but if you need that, sure. Like, what was it that made you kind of change your mind about it? Because I, I really didn't even know what a, a doula was. I remember a friend of mine had said something about a doula before explaining it. And I was like, oh, okay, it was cool. So for me, I was okay with it because I'm looking for any type of extra help. So you say doula, best friend, next door neighbor, want to come help us have the baby? I'm like, listen, bring them. Yeah, I think your friend had reached out to us when we made our pregnancy announcement and said, hey, my wife is a doula. And yep. then that is who referred. I think she wasn't available. And then she referred us to you because, yeah, we were we were on a hunt. I was like looking up websites. I was even going to go to like some mommy and me like doula classes where it's like, I guess a bunch of doulas and moms and, you know, like interviewing everybody because like that's how I am. I'm like. I'm looking up reviews. I'm doing research. I'm like, what is out there? But we had such an amazing referral and recommendation to go to you. Yeah, she was just like, trust me, this is who you are going to want to use. Like, I, like, it gets no better than this. I'm like, what? She's like, yes, it gets no better than this. You're going to absolutely want uh, Nina. Then I'm like, all right, fingers crossed. <laughs> you know what, babe? I got to give you flowers on this one. Like, having you as a partner throughout this pregnancy made it so much easier for me because I'm so, you know, I'm the type of person, I'm always just kind of like, yeah, I don't care. I just kind of like go with the flow. I'm not really into like research and stuff. So that's what kind of balances out because I don't be caring about anything. It's not that I don't care about the child or the birth, but it's just like, I'm just kind of like, whatever, we'll figure it out. We'll just have to wait till he get here. And you on it, you're on it. You're like, no, this is what we need to do. Coming home with facts. And I'm like, all right. This, this so it made me feel more comfortable about it because if it was two of us with the same mindset, but I think that's the house why we're would be good, on fire. That's why we're a good balance, though. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like sometimes with how his personality is, it reminds me like, okay, I need to chill, relax, and go with the flow. And for him, it's just like, okay, I need to do my research. I can't just go in th- into things blindly. So I think that that that's where we kind of like balance each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, trust me, I will come home with the facts, the schedule, the time frames, the the background checks. Okay, the taxes, and I'm just <laughs> <laughs> telling you all, telling you everything. I do. It only takes me two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> but that is why you guys are such a good team. Like he really does in like critical moments that, hey, we just need to take a breath. It's going to be okay. Like we have each other. He's kind of like that rock for you. And then you're also like, hey, babe, no, we got to be able to be prepared. And and you make him feel stronger and more educated and aware of how to like support you and and protect you guys as a family. So I, I you guys are a, a beautiful match together. So, and now I, you have to tell our listeners, like, tell us your birth story. Tell us the whole thing of what you thought it was going to be like, what it was actually like, what was helpful. Like, tell us the details. Okay. So I knew that I absolutely wanted a birth plan because that's just how my brain works. I'm like, I need some kind of organization. I need the, you know, the team of like my providers, the nurses, everyone to like know what kind of time I'm on essentially. And it just, you know, it just helps set the mood. So I looked up a template. It was like four pages and I was just like, oh my gosh, you know, then I met you. And then you were like, look, I have a one page straight to the point template that I, you know, I think would be great. And I'm like, amazing. By the way, my OB was like, this is the best birth plan I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) verbatim. No, that's literally what she said. She said, this is it. It doesn't have like no unrealistic expectations. Like it gets straight to the point. Yeah. It just, it, that's exactly what it did. I went in knowing what I wanted my goals to be. I wasn't unrealistic. And like, I planned for what would happen 
in the two types of births, which would be like vaginal or a C-section. So, you know, we ended up getting the C-section, which, you know, I was so sad about. I did not want the C-section. I mean, I don't think any mom does or any woman goes into birth like, you know what, I I just want a C-section, just do it that way. I mean, maybe some do. Who knows? With the C-section, I think why I didn't want it is because, and I didn't understand this at first because I've, I've seen other moms talk about it with just saying like, you don't really feel fully like a woman. Not that it makes me any like less of a mom or a woman, but it just like I, in my head, I thought that pushing a baby out just gives you like that full experience of feeling like a woman and seeing what a woman's body can do. So that's what I told myself mentally. So that's exactly what I was looking forward to. So the moment that I found out that we had to get the C-section, I think that that's what really had me like so distraught. I was just like, oh my God, like, I probably won't ever know what it feels like to be a woman. I know that with our kids, like I don't want to have like a, a huge age gap. So like I, I figured it, it won't be, you know, too, too long until we we try again or have another one. And I'm like, well, if I have a C-section, you know, it's a higher chance of me having another one, you know? So that's why I was so crushed. Cause I'm like, I'll probably, I'll never be able to give birth the normal way. That's what I told myself. And that's what, I was going through mentally when I when I was uh, in that in the hospital. How do you feel about it now? I mean, it's I'm not going to lie, it still does make me a little bit sad. I'm not going to sit here and say like I have a really supportive tribe like on my social media and they always tell me all the other moms tell me like, you know, it it doesn't make a difference. You're still a mom, blah 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 blah. You know, it, healthy mom and healthy baby, which all of that is absolutely true, but still like somewhere in my heart, like I still just wanted to know what that feels like. And yeah, I know that someday I can try to do the V back, but it doesn't mean it'll be successful. Right. You know, because, because even with getting induced, I went into that birth telling myself like it is probably a higher chance of me having a C-section because I'm at 37 and my body is not ready yet. (laughs) You know, like my belly was high as big as it was, it was still really high. So I'm like, uh, I kind of knew, but when it had to happen, I was just like, oh man. But I mean, I definitely still would like to know what that feels like, but I'm not going to say like, oh yeah, I'm absolutely content. I think I am allowed to still feel how I feel. And no, I don't feel like I'm any less of a mother, like absolutely not. (laughs) You get what what I'm saying? Like it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't make me any less of a mom and, or anything like that, but I just wanted to see what it felt like. And you know what? Those are valid feelings, Cam, but I have to say like you did everything that you possibly could to set yourself up for success. And sometimes things just don't go the way that we hope and plan. And you are still an amazing mom, but I think that that is totally normal and valid for you to still mourn the birth experience that you were really wanting and also, but still celebrate this time that you have being a mom and having Kingston here. So like, it is okay for you to have normal human feelings and be sad about that. But at the same time, I just want you to be reminded that you're an incredible woman and an amazing mom. And that C-section does not mean that your body failed you. It does not make you less of a mother. It does not mean like you did anything wrong. It's just was something that happened. And if and when you guys have that second baby, like you have options and you are not 
stuck to just one thing so or one option of giving birth to a baby. It's just all about finding the right resources that are going to support you to have the best chance of having that VBAC. So I just wanted to pump you up and let you know that you're amazing and don't let any of that, you know, hold you down. <laughs> I appreciate that and I understand that. And I just wanted to say too, like, I felt like sometimes, like even with having a birth plan, sometimes you hear other moms like, well, you know, well, that's why you shouldn't plan. That's why you shouldn't prepare because anything can happen. If I can do it all over again, I would absolutely still have my expectations. I'm allowed to want a certain thing. And even with the next time, I'm still going to make a birth plan because it's okay for me to want my birth experience to be a certain way. And I do think it is okay to have expectations. I'm not going to sit here and not have expectations because I might be let down. So that is, I feel like something that I've gotten with creating certain expectations. And I I know everything isn't going to go a a thousand percent how you plan it, but I'm still allowed to like set those expectations prior. So like I did want to mention that because I know that that is something that people will like project onto you, like, you know, based on their own experiences. That's when I jump onto them and say, you know what? It's not about the birth plan. It's about becoming educated in the process. Because when you write that birth plan, you start recognizing, oh, there's different options of induction. Oh, there's different types of pain relief. Oh, I can get it at this time of of labor or I can wait. Oh, there's delayed cord clamping. What are all of these things? So it's not even necessarily about the birth plan. It's about you becoming more knowledgeable of the whole process so then you're not feeling so overwhelmed by things happening to you. You're more of a participant and being an active person in your birth and being the person making the choices for yourself rather than letting your medical provider dictate your birth choices. So that's what I have to say to people who are like, then don't have a plan. (laughs) That's why I'm happy that you sent me those three templates over for, you know, that, that you had those resources that absolutely helped me because I saw terms on those where I'm like, okay, wait, what is that? What's an episiotomy? Oh yeah, I definitely don't want that. What is, you know, certain words, I, I didn't know. How was I supposed to know that? <laughs> you know, like how high would I have known? So I, your, your templates definitely helped me out a lot. And of course, along with doing my own research, that absolutely helped. And Lee, now I want to know for you, like with the whole birth experience, like what was that like for you? What was really helpful for you that helped you like encourage Cam through it? Like what was the experience like for you? And then welcoming Kingston into the world. What was that like? Well, having a birth plan, which I didn't know anything of. I have never even heard of that, a birth plan, right? So, so, but once we, when, when she started showing it to me, it's another thing that also made me feel more confident because I'm going into this as, for the first time as a dad. My way of thinking when we we're going to have the shower, I really wasn't. I'm like, man, I don't really want to look down there. Like, where can I be at? Like, what am I going to be doing? Like, That was your I, birth plan. Yeah, I don't want to look. Yeah, I, don't, I, I really don't. I'm not, like, that would just make me pass out. So I'm like, I don't want to see that. Well, you definitely didn't look at anything. No, I look back when it, when it gave me the baby. I look back, which I wish I hadn't. So with the birth plan, but understanding that and just knowing like the different steps. Okay, cool. We're going to get induced. So they're going to call us in. And I knew what was going to happen to the T, especially with having you there. So it made me feel uh, way more comfortable. And I knew that if she couldn't do it vaginally, then it would be a, a C-section, which I was actually cool with because I was like, cool, now I really don't have to look because she wanted to have a camera and be FaceTiming her mom. Listen, no, no, no. Like, let me draw it out for everybody. (laughs) 
This was my plan too, the unwritten part. I had the tripod, right? With the camera set up, like not the phone, but the actual, I brought my actual camera, like the, my Canon camera on the tripod. I'm like, babe, it's your job to hit record when the baby starts crowning. I'm like, okay, Nina, I'm going to give you my phone. Get it from this angle, get behind me. And I'm like, okay, now I have my iPad. Once I start pushing, I'm going to call my family. <laughs> Oh my god! So three cameras, and not, not even, and not even just that, babe. She wanted a mirror. They had a mirror, and I wanted the mirror. So, I wanted to see this thing at every angle. So at I, every angle, you know, my plan was that I was going epic. to be at the top of the bed where your head was, but I was going to face the wall because if I'm holding your hand, I look down, and I see the mirror, then I'm going to see the baby coming, which I'll pass out. So I was going to hold your hand, oh turn god. around, and look at the wall, and wait for them to say, "Hey, the baby's out." Clip the cord and just, you know, keep it pushing. So when they say C-section, I'm like, bet. All right. When it comes to all the cameras, maybe all my expectations were too high for that. For that, yes. Yeah, <laughs> you were doing the most. But watching a woman go through birth, it sucks for men because it's like y'all in so much pain, you know, when you're when the contractions are coming. And I don't know what that feels like. I don't know, like, what her pain threshold is. And it's just like, it just sucks. And then every time, you know, they kept coming in, they kept having to check you. What do they call it when they put their hand there? Yeah. Not the hand, the finger. Oh. <laughs> what is it called when they come in there and put their... Uh, What's it called when they, when put they their stick fist their in entire... There? When they put yeah. their whole fist inside you. What no. is that called? <laughs> when a doctor... When a doctor Shut up. When a doctor, you can't say that. I'm sorry. The doctor walked in and had his whole fist ball. I was like, what are you doing with that, doc? <laughs> this is for Cam. I was Shut like, up. Oh, God. It's definitely going to be some vaginal beauty. The, the nurse, she kept coming in there and she she checked you so many times. Oh my god! And I yeah. was like, I was pissed. It made me cringe. I was like, all right, it man. made I it. Said, Lee, just I quit. literally, I just wanted to get up, take a shower, and just start over. I, I wanted to ask them, like, look, can I just come back tomorrow? Because yeah, I did not like that. Yeah, but my plan, all I cared about, and all honestly, going through everything, I was upset was that her and the baby were gonna be safe and healthy. You know, she was gonna have a baby. There was going to be no type of uh, problems with Cam. I didn't want them to be like, all right, you know, the baby came, but now your girl isn't here anymore or something like that. There's so many different things that, no, yeah. really, you know, some people die during <laughs> yeah. birth. So I was like, yeah. man. Like, That's what was going through my head. Yeah. I'm like, what if I don't make it? What if the baby does? And he's a single dad. And I'm, I swear on every, this is what I'm thinking about. Because yeah, like, I have to go to surgery. I'm like, what if I make it and the baby doesn't? Like, no, seriously, one of the questions I asked my provider was, like, what is the hospital's policy? Because first of all, like, you know how, like with being a black woman and, you know, like, th like that birthing experience, it can be a little bit different. So it's like, these are real fears that I have. So in, in my head, I'm like, I had to ask my provider, I'm like, if anything was to go wrong, like, do you save the mom first? Do you save the baby first? Like, Who's that a priority? These are real conversations that I had to have with my provider. So even with talking to you and one of the reasons when we, you know, when we were interviewing you to be our doula, one of the, like after our conversation, you know, after our meeting, one of the reasons that I knew that you were the one is because you came with the stats, you know, like, you know, that with um, black women birthing, that sometimes they think that our pain threshold is higher. And, you know, like even how you knew your facts like that, I was like, yeah, this is amazing. Like the fact that she knows that and mm -hmm. she does not look like me. The fact that she knows that and will advocate for me and to make sure that my voice is being heard and I'm not going to get overlooked. That made me know right there. I'm like, oh yeah, she's the one. Yep. <laughs> it's the truth. It's 
really sad and unfortunate that the maternal like the whole statistics for black women, it's just, it's just wrong. And I absolutely am there to like support my clients and support every woman through their birthing experience. And so for you, when you brought those things up, I said, those are valid concerns. Those are real questions that need to be answered by every healthcare provider. You need to be asking them because you need to feel confident in who is taking care of you and your baby throughout your pregnancy and your delivery. So I'm glad that you found someone that you were like, confident with and was supportive of you guys and and all of that. I know. I feel like with us, because you know, we're Nina's uh, last clients, but even with that, I'm like, did you go out with a bang or what? <laughs> with that polyhydramnios? Like with everything. <laughs> came in. She was came leaking in, like, oh my God, had this girl was leaking all over, all over the floor. <laughs> she said that was her first time. I'm like, what? Because I know you've delivered like hundreds of babies. So I'm like, how is this your first? So I was just throwing all the curveballs at you. Like, think you've seen it all? That is 1% of women. 1% of women have that condition. I was your 1%. Exactly. <laughs> so that's why I was like, oh my gosh, this girl, uh, I, we're going to do everything we can. But I will say overall, even though you had a C-section, was having like a doula there supportive, like good for you guys? Because I think that's what other people will think like, oh, then they shouldn't have had a doula. What? No, absolutely. I will never give birth without having a doula. Like I could not have imagined being, being there without you being there. I feel like I had the most perfect and amazing birthing team. Cause I feel like even how you played a huge role, like even when I just like remember certain moments with being in that room, like it was just times where I needed your support and times when I needed Leroy's support. And even sometimes when it was time for him to step up and, you know, I could see like him kind of hesitating, like, all right, well, you know, like, I, I don't know what to do. Should, like, should I be there for her right now? Or, you know, not like you'd be like, okay, hey, this is one of those moments that you need to, you know, be her support. So I think that that was amazing because it's like, I didn't need him holding my hand the entire time. You know, sometimes either like I needed my space or sometimes it was better for you to be by my side, updating me, telling me those things, or, you know, just giving me that support. And I think it was just like an amazing, perfect balance. And not even just with the delivery experience, just being able to have those conversations with you while being pregnant, asking you any and everything, you know, going over our options and just having those meetings. Like I loved those moments with you and it allowed me to, to get to know you too. I was telling Leroy, I'm like, like maybe like by time, like the second meeting, the second time we met or the third time, I'm like, babe, do you notice like at some parts of the, the conversation, like Nina is like, herself herself like to where like you know you just you just get like really yes. <laughs> where you like, get really I, I, late I back. That. yeah <laughs> i was like nah yeah <laughs> I like, i'm like because it's like i see you as more than a I, like just for the moments where i saw you as more than like a doula and i saw you as a human and like you being you i was like oh my gosh like she's actually a cool person if that makes sense so yeah like those you know, it was like some of my favorite moments for whenever you got to um, visit us. And, you know, you educated us on so much. We talked about everything from top to bottom. There was never a meeting where I felt like, hey, I could have went without that or 
where I didn't feel like you completely talked about everything with me top to bottom and everything was concerned. Of course, I was always ready with like my list of questions for you written down (laughs) and you answered them all. But yeah, I will always advise. And that's why I'm so happy that I have a platform because these are the things that I'm also able to educate current moms and soon to be moms or future moms on like the importance of having a doula, like so important. I, I agree as well. I think that sometimes people have friends or or even their parents who like, oh, well, I gave birth to, you know, four kids. It's not, it's not to say that they don't know, but it's like for someone who has delivered, you know, hundreds of babies or even, you know, maybe a hundred babies, just having that experience and having somebody else that's from the outside looking in to help you out, especially like for guys, because we need to help, you know, <laughs> even if you're on your fourth kid, like we always need help. And they say that it takes a village to raise a child. It takes a village to probably have a kid too, mm-hmm. you know? I wonder if doulas were like mandatory back in the day, like way before our time. I think that it probably- they, they probably were what? If they were mandatory or mandatory. it was just something that was part of the birthing experience. Like at what point did, did, did doulas stop being being around or they've always been around? I think but they're like, on the rise even more now though, current day, right? When did it stop being talked about years ago, you know, to where now it's at the forefront? Because I think it's very important too. For me, I'm just all about just educating, right? Having you come in, Nina, you were like a breath of fresh air from, mm-hmm. from day one, making us feel comfortable. And, you know, after our first meeting with you, it was like a no brainer. We didn't have to sit there for a while. I was like, well, I'm like, damn, baby. Right, as soon as she left, I texted her. I was like, yes. Yeah, because I was like, I'm like, damn, baby. I was like, I want to call her right now. She's like, she's I was like, like should too. we call her? Is she going to think we're thirsty? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, we was like all right, let's, let's she's just, just like dating somebody. Yeah. Like, she's, all right, well, I'm going to wait a few minutes. Let yeah. it cool down. Yeah, I literally wanted to, as soon as you walked out the door, I was wanted to be like, you know what? Well, yeah, we're yes. done. Right we'll when we were it. meeting, we wanted to tell you right then and there. We was like, all right, we don't want to seek too, too thirsty. Chase but, her away. But also, too, with, when it comes to, to doulas, I mean, you want somebody who genuinely cares. It's yeah. not just like a, you know, like I think anybody who's a doula pro- genuinely cares. That's not something that you just do just for, for money or whatever the case no, may be. No, you have to have that passion. So, it really helped us out. And like Cam said, I couldn't see ourselves ever having a child without having a, a doula there. And I guess it's, since you're not going to do it next time, whoever you refer to us. I told y'all, when you have another baby, I will be there. Like, you have me forever. Yep. <laughs> I know. I Oh, I know we do. We already had that talk. It's very important. Yeah. I think that... Um, and with, like, the fact that we didn't have family in there, like, you know, in the room because of the... It's still, like, COVID restrictions. I, like I feel like even no if... I think even if family was to be there, it's still different. You get what I'm saying? Like... I think it's still different. And I love my family, love and adore them. But like, I'm definitely happy that you were able to be in the room because we sat down, we took the time to talk, you know, we, you took the time to listen, you know, to what I wanted my birthing experience to be. It was never no interjections or, oh, well, I did this. You know, it was no projection. It was just, Cam, what do you want? And that's what we're going to do. No doula should be going into your home and projecting their wants because it's your body. It's your baby. It's your birth. It should be everything that you want. And we're there to just help you as much as we possibly can have that experience and make you feel supported. And that's why I also like asking Lee, like, how was that for you? Because I think a lot of dads are like, well, then they're taking over my role. They're going to be doing the things that I'm supposed to be doing. And I'm like, no, if anything, Whenever I'm done with a family, dads are like, oh, you were there for me just as much as you were there for my spouse. Yep. You know, the the laboring experience is long. I was a lot of it I was sleeping. 
to be honest, for the <laughs> listeners, all right, the dads that are listening. He was in that room sleeping. Was, you know, it'd be like, leave her, get up and go go to her. They just t- they just said she having a C-section. You need to be their support. I was like, oh, she having a C-section? All right, I'm going to go back to sleep. Wake me up when they about to get her. <laughs> Whatever. Not even. I was tired. It's like Nina was in there like, I mean, legs open, massaging her back. I was like, I mean, you right. were doing I was like, thing. Nina, did we call you in too early? Because, uh, yeah, like that, because the, the labor, you know, it, it took us a while. So I'm just like, I hope she ain't mad. <laughs> she getting there three days early. But no. Not three days early. <laughs> <laughs> it really was a, a huge help because, I mean, I was tired. Like, that's a, it's long, like, mental. It's stressing so much is going on. I was like, man, I need some rest. So having you there. It allows that. dad to get rest, too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, it allows it's everybody hard, it's to hard to get sleep when, when doctors are coming in and out. Uh, and also a doula is a help, too, because the terms that doctors may say or things that they I may mean, do. You are a translator, okay? Yeah. I'm like, what does that yeah. mean? They might as well have been speaking in Spanish. I was like, what? <laughs> see? <laughs> I had no idea. I had no idea. Everything they said, I was like, yeah, see, see, see. <laughs> Yeah, but no, absolutely. Like you're, you were like the translator, even though like we already talked about any and everything. I think that for him, absolutely. Like it, you know, you, you helped us understand every and anything that was going on at, at all times. Well, you guys are honestly the best. And I, I don't mean this to be a love session on me. I just am also wanting to make sure that people understand about doulas on like what it's really like having one and what you can expect from that kind of support and how they're not there to say like, oh, you need to have this kind of birth or I'm going to be doing, you know, everything that the partner should be doing. So I really appreciate you guys sharing like what it was really like for you and what was helpful. And, and now I'm curious, like, after the baby, once you had the baby, Cam, like, what was the recovery like for you? And like, what was there anything that really helped you with your recovery? So I, w- I want to just touch on one more thing about with having a doula. I would say that one of my most favorite things was just like that emotional connection. Because I feel like when we were in that labor and delivery, like, I just felt that emotional connection more than anything with you. And I think that that's one of the reasons why one we appreciated you so much. But I remember like even with finding out like about the, the C-section thing and you know, I wasn't happy about that. Like I remember we were all in a room crying. You get what I'm saying? And I'm like, wow, like I knew that we were emotionally connected, but like to see that how emotionally connected you were to us as well, I'm like, wow, you know, like I am really just surrounded by love. And I think that that is something that is I would want that every time. I would never want anything less than that every time. And you really contributed to us um, having an amazing birthing experience. You you completed it, and I couldn't have seen it any other way. So that's what I want to say about that. Well, you you're just so kind, and I so appreciate that. And you deserve nothing less, Cam. You deserve nothing less in your day, every day, and especially when you're giving birth to the baby that you've been caring for nine months, you should feel nothing but love and support and people advocating for you. And even when things don't go or end up the way that you had planned or hoped, like you should still feel like, oh, but I am surrounded by everyone who really cares about me and wants only the best for me and is going to make sure that I, my baby and I are okay. That's what we want you to feel. 
Now, with your recovery, especially with a C-section, that can be a different kind of recovery. How was your recovery? But also, was there anything that really helped you with your recovery? So with the recovery, so as soon as my family found out that we were having a a C-section, my mom, she did come down. So we did have a little bit of extra help in home. And Leroy was also very amazing with just like helping out. And for the recovery and like my body and like when it comes to healing, I think that I actually had a really good recovery at first. I'm not going to lie. When we when we were still hospitalized, if I had to do anything like sneeze, cough, pass gas, whatever, I'm like, oh my gosh, my stitches are about to bust open. Shout out to Dr. Mason, by the way, because she cut me really low, honey. Okay. <laughs> she, she did. But um, my recovery was really smooth. I used a lot of the products from the Freedom Mom collection. I loved their postpartum underwear way more than the hospital ones because, you know, they were just cute. Helped me feel cute. Okay. <laughs> it did. And I think just like getting a lot of rest, but like, I just remember just, I was able to be up and walking around pretty slow though, pretty slow. Um, just listening to my body. And I know that the recovery period was it's six weeks and I'm like, I'm going to take advantage of all of this. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to take advantage of it all. I'm going to take it easy. I'm not going to be in, in no rush to like work out and snap back at all. I really wanted to respect my body and just like love it and allow it to heal. So I would say I've had an amazing recovery process, especially mentally. So, you know, we did um, also the placenta encapsulation. Yeah. I don't look, this is my first time having a child, my first time ever doing the placenta encapsulation clearly, but I don't know if it's that placenta or what, but when I tell you mentally, I have been feeling amazing. I know that most new moms, like within that first week or two weeks, like you can get the baby blues. I have not had such a thing. I haven't experienced postpartum and I'm on the lookout for it because I know that it can, you know, it can kick in a few months after the fact, but so far my recovery has been, is definitely been great. The only thing that I didn't like was when we were going, when, when Leroy was working his night shift and he uh, came out here on the couch with the baby and I woke up, I'm like, where's my family? Oh, Why'd yeah. you leave? <laughs> I'm like, where are, where are you going? Work, working a night or, shift. or when Leroy was trying to take the baby for a walk without me. And I'm like, where are you going? He's like, I wanted to take him for a walk. And I'm like, why can't I come? He's like, cause you, Cause you still walk kind of slow. <laughs> I'm like, that is so messed up. Take me with you. Yeah, I, I wasn't no. having that. No, family. Like, you walk way too slow. Mm-hmm. Walking like I'm walking. No, I, I, well, uh, you gotta uh, walk slow with me. Walk, like you got the speed of a senior citizen. It's okay. Like, That's nah, all right. But can't. we're a family, all right. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, I've been feel, I've been feeling great, and I think it's because like I'm well rested. And even though it's just us three, it's just me, Lee, and a baby, like. I think that he's like, he's an amazing partner and he's been an amazing support system. But I think getting my sleep is key and my, um, the placenta encapsulation, I literally feel amazing. I think that, uh, they should allow men to take off just as much time as women do. I feel like with me being home from work for so long mm-hmm. has really helped her out. And cause people Absolutely. are like, always like, oh man, I'm be so tired. I'm actually not that tired. Cause we actually split it up. Some nights I'll, I'll do the whole night shift or we'll do, I'll do the first four hours and just being able to get your rest and not have it to. And I know everybody's different situations financially. Maybe they can't take off work, but if you can afford to take off of work, men, if you're listening, 
take off as much time as you can because I've bonded with this little boy and I've been able to let her heal and give her rest. And I think that's what's been so good when it comes to the postpartum because your partner has to, the guy really has to step up because I, I mean, for me, I didn't go through anything with my body, you know, such as like giving, giving birth. So me being there to support her and, you know, when she's tired, cause she has to breastfeed, pump, and feed the baby and wake up. That's a lot of work. So I can only imagine what it would have been like if I would have went back to work sooner. And I was just going to say when, when Cam was talking that a huge part of what she was saying to me, what really stands out is you. What made her recovery better is you. And it's because of all of the things that you just said that you're like realizing, no, I'm a parent. I'm a partner. I need to be there for both of them and to take that time off. And I think that a lot of men, unfortunately, feel like they can't take time off because they're in fear of losing their job or being looked at negatively by their superiors at their work because they're taking too much time away. And like, oh, that's what women do. You don't need to do that. It's like these old stereotypical things that men are in fear of losing their, their career. And So I'm really glad that more men are stepping up and saying, look, this is only such a short time of my child's life that I need to bond with my baby. I need to be there for my partner. She needs me now more than ever. She just gave birth. And listening to you guys, because you've done that, you've both been able to give each other the rest that you need. So Cam's feeling great and her recovery's going well. And you're also getting the rest that you need. Like you guys are truly like a a perfect partnership in this life and in parenthood. And so I just have to point that out. Like Cam is awesome, but Lee, you are just as amazing at really being there for her and for your baby. So like props to, to you too. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. And I'm like with the recovery as well, now that we just made it to the six week mark, I've been able to like, you know, get, I've only gotten two workouts in so far, but it feels amazing. So to all the moms listening, like, even if, you know, you are having a rough time for me, just with being able to like work out, I think it's true when they say like, it releases some type of like chemicals or something, because I really feel amazing after just like being able to get out, leaving them to at home and clearing my mind. Like that's also great too. I don't want to just get lost in just being Kingston's mom and losing my own identity. So it's important for me to get like my own time as well. And like, I identified that from early on. Yeah. Yes. Your self, your alone time, your self-care time is just as important because it allows you to be a better mother. Yeah. And same with his, because he, look, since he's been here, he like, he goes, he gets his workouts. He does, he runs his errands. He does whatever he has to do. And I think that that is what gives us that healthy balance because I know that he needs his own time, alone time and self-care. So do I. And we need family time. What were those first few nights like when you brought Kingston home? Like, what was that like? Uh, from First of all, leaving the hospital, I was ready to get up out of the hospital. I was like, you know, you can't get no good sleep there. Nurses coming in and out right. of there. So, so bringing so, the baby home, I wasn't nervous. Like the car ride home, I'm a little nervous, but bringing him home, it, I felt like my sleep was kind of off because I kept checking to see if he was breathing. I'm like, all right, is he, you know, is he alive? Is he, is he good? It's just, it's just scary because you don't know. You know, you can't. For me, you can hear me breathing. I can hear her breathing, but him, I got to put my ear all the way to his nose and look at his stomach. So it felt so good bringing him home. I honestly think we adjusted so easily. Yeah, I think it's it's just something with both like mother and fatherly instincts that just that just clicked, you know, like you just kind of dive right into it. 
And all we really do, change him, feed him, clean him. Now it was the easy part for newborns because he's like a piece of the furniture. Like he can't move, he can't crawl, he can't walk, he can't talk. Yeah. So, but I think also too with the birth plan, you also have to go into a plan of, of action of what you're going to do throughout the night. Like who's going to take what shift, who's going to do what. Yeah. And when you when you have that understanding, it makes it a lot easier. So if I hear him waking up, I know, like, hey, it's my turn to go do it. It's not like, oh, you know you know what uh, you make the bottle or okay hey you can stay asleep i'm gonna do this whatever the case may be so when you have when you and your partner actually communicate with each other on what's gonna happen makes it easier and to when i sit with him at nighttime in the dark by myself i just tell myself that it's temporary okay him crying is because he can't talk if he could talk he'd say hey man i'm hungry or hey man change me Mm -hmm. you know hey daddy do this but he can't so that's just that's the way that i look at it like he's just trying to communicate so and it's probably a lot easier because he doesn't cry that much. I'm saying that now. If he was a cry, I'd be like, man, I don't know what I'm going to do, <laughs> little boy. <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah, I think com- we really got blessed with an amazing baby. When it comes to uh, being up at night, I tell myself I've had way more nights where I've been hungover having to go to work and having to work being sick. So me sober, being able to take care of baby at night is easy. It's just like, all right, you know, he's going to cry for a little bit. I'll feed him and, and that'll be that. But the first couple of nights... For me, it's it's honestly it's been easy. There's people who 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 didn't bring their babies home from the hospital, you know, they had to stay in the NICU. So if mm-hmm. I, how dare I ever complain about something that I signed up for? Like when you when you have a child, this is what comes with it. So it's just you just gotta you know ride it out. Toddler years, we'll see how that goes. But for now, <laughs> yeah, look, we are we're honestly loving it. I can definitely say we're enjoying this experience like a lot. Number two. No, nah, I'm cool. I'm cool. One. <laughs> really quick, new parents that are listening to this, practice. If you practice gratitude when you're up in the middle of the night with this baby and just start saying things that you're thankful for, then it'll kind of be a lot easier for going through the process. Yeah, you know, I'm so sure. thankful for this, this, and that. And it's just like, you know what? You start feeling good. If you sit there and you dwell on how much the experience sucked, yeah. then it's going to suck. Yep. I want to say, though, I think that a lot of you guys planned, you know, for the birth, but you also came up with a plan for postpartum. And I think that that's something that not enough people talk about is like dividing those kind of roles and responsibilities of, okay, okay, you're going to do this, but I'm going to help with this. And this is how I can help with this. And I'm going to do with this with the baby, like you guys. And that's a big thing that I try to talk about with families too, is a postpartum plan is just as important, if not more important than a birth plan, because birth is the longest three days postpartum is for months and parenthood is forever. So to really be on the same page and to support each other and make it as seamless as possible, because things can get thrown your way. Like some people do experience postpartum anxiety or postpartum depression or, or whatnot, but you guys also educated yourselves with like, Hey, I'm going to have my mom here at, you know, at this point, I'm going to do my placental encapsulation. I'm going to do all these different things to set myself up for a positive experience. And because you did those things, it helps you have a more positive experience with your recovery. So I just want to also point out all the amazing things that you did because those didn't just happen on accident. You proactively did those things to set yourself up for such an amazing time with your son right now. So I just want to make sure that you you recognize that. Yeah. I think Thank that you. people yes, do. don't be afraid to ask for help. Like even sometimes where it's like, babe, even with the, with your spouse, like, Hey, if you're too tired, you know, throughout the day, Hey babe, can I take a nap? Or if you just need help when it comes to like talking to a friend or 
or whoever, like don't like help is needed. I think even for, like you said, for men, sometimes we want to like be able to do everything by ourselves or we look, I've never looked at it. Like this is my child. So I'm going to do everything for him. I'm going to wipe his butt the, the whole nine. I'll take more time off if I had to, but yeah, just ask for help and just, you know, just be open to just the whole experience. And, and when yeah. you do that, it just definitely makes it so much easier. And now that you and say that, Nina, too, we definitely I, have uh, set ourselves up for that. I, it's just, I hadn't even thought of that. Like, yeah. we really have. And I think with us, like, one of our keys are just, like, communication. And, like, I know we're just talking about it, like, oh, everything is positive. But sometimes, like, I'll have my moments where sometimes I'll ask him, I'm like, do you think I spend enough time with the baby? Because I do set aside those small amounts of times where I can go to the gym or where, you know, I can go take a shower and do my facial or something, or, you know, like I can take time to do things by myself. So like, I would say that like, even though it's like a small struggle, sometimes, you know, those are the things. So it's not like just all, like, I know we're with everything we're saying is positive, 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 but those are some things that have like, you know, over, like I've asked you that before. Like, do you think I'm spending enough time with him? Do you think he thinks that I'm spending enough time with him? Or even with breastfeeding, uh, like I'm still trying to build up the breast supply and actually like breastfeed him. But sometimes with that, like I feel like even at night when I'm breastfeeding him for some reason, like it's just made me anxious out of nowhere. And mind you, like I want to be able to breastfeed him. I wish he could be breastfed exclusively, but that's also something that I didn't realize like a lot of women can go through, you know? So with communicating to um, not just him, but other friends, other new moms, like, Hey, is this something that you've been through or that you're experiencing as well? And you would be surprised who else has been through it, you know? So I think that with being pregnant, I've had one of my, my closest friends, she was pregnant at the same time. So that was like my pregnancy partner, you know, so just like having friends and talking to your partner and just communicating about any and everything that's really helped me. Thank you for sharing that too, because yes, you guys are so blessed that you have so many positive things going on, but you're normal people. Like you're going to have mom guilt is a normal emotion that people experience and it's valid. And for you to feel like you have a supportive partner that you can share these thoughts and feelings with is so wonderful that you feel that support from Lee and for Lee to be like, to call you out on like, no, you're crazy or no, babe, like this is normal. Like this is fine. And for you guys are, are really that team. And then to know that, Hey, I can ask for help. I can ask for support. I can ask other people. And I think that that's what I'm, I'm pointing these things out for our listeners to make sure that they realize, Hey, I need to have these conversations with my partner. And if that's not the kind of partner that I have, I can find that through other resources or through other friends and talk about these things because I don't need to be feeling this way or thinking this way by myself. Okay, so my next question for you, because like we were saying, everything sounds so wonderful and amazing, but have there been any challenges that you guys have experienced in the postpartum time? Yeah, I feel like, well, with the challenges that I've experienced, it's just like, I guess it like the little things, you know, yeah. you know what I said, like about the breastfeeding. Sometimes like when I'm breastfeeding, I'll feel anxious and then I'll take like a placenta pill or our lactation consultant. She um recommended like, it's like a supplement and like something for your hormones. So like I take those sometimes like I do get the mom guilt, like we said, with um me just feeling like, is he like, does he feel like, am I spending enough time with him? Because sometimes I look at him and I'm like, 
he's not the same baby from last week. You get what I'm saying? And something else I would say has been a struggle for me. Like I absolutely love and adore my baby, but sometimes like I feel like that emotional connection, it's still being developed. And I don't feel like it's all the way there yet. You get what I'm saying? So sometimes that's something I also feel guilty about. Like, wait, like with what we see on the internet or, you know, what how we hear other moms describing their love that they have for their kids. I'm like, uh, well, I don't feel all the way like that yet, you know? So I think that that is also something that other moms can um, relate and feel, you know, like I know that I love him. I know that I'm always going to be there for him, but sometimes like, I just can't wait for the baby, I guess, like to be aware of me and like for me to feel like he knows who I am or for when he looks at me, like I want him to smile back at me. I think because he's not like emotionally there yet. I know it might sound crazy. Like it just makes me feel like sometimes like, like, does he care? You know, like, does he know that this is me? Like, like, does he know that it's me? Like, I want him to know that it is me, you know? So, and I know that that's going to happen within the next few weeks, but that's just something that crosses my mind. Sometimes it's not anything that makes me sad, but like, it's something that I'll communicate with Lee. So I think that that's with whatever struggles for me that I do have. And I'm not the type of person that's like, I'm not a talker. I'm a listener, right? So that that's why we also make a great team because he is a talker and I will listen to him all day. But Lee, he can read me so well. Like, so what I would also say to the listeners, to the dads out there and the moms too, like, if you know your partner, if you know that they are not being themselves, like Lee, he calls me out on it all the time. He'll be like, babe, I, I know that you know, you're not your happiest self right now. Like, I know that you're not okay. Like, is is something on your mind? Like, talk, like, I I want you to talk to me about it. So I think that that's really important that he always urges me to talk about whatever's on my mind, because by the end of that conversation, like, I feel amazing again. Some of the challenges for me is I'm still remembering that I'm a dad. So I'm like, all right, Lee, you need to change this diaper. Sometimes the baby's just sitting in that diaper is just soaked. I've been like so busy doing whatever else. I haven't checked his diaper. Her and I will sometimes get into little tidbits about, like, hey, you can't lay the baby here because this isn't clean or, you know, you can't wash his clothes like this or whatever the case may be. So it gets frustrating because you think that you're doing everything right and sometimes you're doing things completely wrong, you know. And for me, it's it's still a learning experience. So I get really frustrated about it because I'm like, damn, like even myself is not dad guilt. Like, but Lee, you should notice already. But it's like, wait a minute, he's only been here six weeks. I've been my whole life without a baby, and now I got to remember to like constantly check his diaper and make sure his face isn't laying on this, or don't mix his bottles in with the the dishes that we, that we're eating out of, or make sure I wash my hands every time I touch the baby. All these different things, and you know, she'll get after me sometimes about it, and it will just get me so frustrated. And sometimes we'll we'll kind of get into it a little bit, but then we'll have to like really sit down and hear each other out with the communication about, listen, these are the reasons why I'm telling you to do certain things because he's an infant and blah, blah, blah. And I think that's what's helped like with certain things. Like, for example, even like with the dishes. So sometimes like Lee will soak the dishes, right, in the sink and he'll soak the baby bottles in the same thing that we soak the dishes with. So I was like, with a skillet that we just fry a hamburger with. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, but you can't, you can't soak the baby stuff with the dishes because what so what i've learned is i can't just say hey you can't soak those together i have to give an explanation 
I'm like, hey, you, I would prefer for you to not soak them together because what if he has some type of allergy that we don't know about? We don't want any contamination happening here. What if he has like allergies? But I've just learned to, you know, like give an explanation and like we're learning. Yeah, we're learning. It, it really, um, you know, putting them in the car seat and I'm like, baby, screaming, I don't know what to do. It's just, it, it, could, get, it could definitely get frustrating, but you have to um, really like sit in that moment and kind of just, you know, take a deep breath and, and try to figure it out and not get too frustrated to where one of us is yelling, but it's all uh, for the good of the baby, you know, with the learning process. And it's going to keep happening. You know, even as time goes on, you can have a five-year-old and still be forgetting to do things. So it's going to happen throughout the whole course of, of his life. But now it, it's still so new to me. I'm used to just, you know, sitting on the couch. And I'm like, oh my God, I forgot this. I mean, his diaper be soaked. Yeah, just, just. That's why I'm like, oh my God, like, give me, give me my baby back here. I am trying to take a shower. I come out. I'm like, you still didn't change that. Yeah, you know, or experiencing a blowout or him constantly, you know, spitting up all the time. Every new shirt I got, I was like, I might as well just walk around the house with no shirt on because he's gonna, he's gonna ruin it all. So it, it could just get frustrating. It's just like having to learn. I catch myself like looking at. I don't even watch TV no more. I just go to YouTube University and just learn stuff on babies. All right. Why is he doing this or why is he doing that? But it could definitely be challenging, but it's nothing that I can't or we can't handle. And you're so right, Lee. Like, you're going to just keep learning because as he grows, it's going to be a new stage that you've never gone through as a parent. And so even when he's a year old, four-year-old, I'm still going through it with my kid. I'm like, oh, I'm learning all these new things because he's growing and changing and I have to change. And then I forgot how certain things were that when my second one came along, I'm like relearning and figuring things out. And it's a whole new personality, a whole different baby. And she is the opposite of her brother. So that you're constantly learning. And so I love that you're saying that because that's very like humanizing the whole experience. It's so normal that not all of it, like most of us, shoot, I'm an expert in this field and I'm still learning every day because no human being is the exact same way. We can't put everyone in a box of this is how it's going to go or, oh, Lee, just you wait. It's going to be like this. Well, maybe it won't be like that for you. You have a different baby. So that's why I'm glad that you're bringing this up because parenthood throughout the whole seasons, you're going to be learning and changing. And and obviously you guys are such a great support system for one another and are doing an awesome job. And now I want to know, like, what baby items are you guys using the most and absolutely love? The Dr. Tot. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a staple. That's a must-have. The Dr. Tot, the Spectra breast pump. That is, like, you know, my best friend for pumping and, you know, getting that supply up. Save my milk supply, actually. Actually, Kim's breasts. That was a huge <laughs> part of our uh, baby. Uh, I know what your what your favorite baby product is. The baby breezer. The baby breezer. Yeah. Okay? Yep. Making those Listen, milk bottles. Making those bottles like that can just that's just a whole other stress that I don't have to worry about. Yeah. Like, you can make the bottle with literally the push of a of, of a button. Uh, I like the skin. The skin. The skin. The skin is really good. You know, just him. Just she said baby product. That is a product. My body is a product for him. All right. So the biggest, it's the biggest organ that you have. Oh That's a God. fun fact. Uh, yeah. The skin to skin. I think I these bottles too. I love too. the clothes from Target too. Cloud, uh, what is it called? Cloud nine. Oh, you know the thing we give him the bath in? The little tub. Bath. Yeah. Because it has oh, like, it has, goodness. it takes his weight and it does the temperature of the water. One time I put him in there on my thumb, burnt his feet off. <laughs> it was so hot. Yeah. 
So but that's why the numbers are there. Yeah, so it'll, it'll show you the temperature of the water, and it, it makes it so much easier to give him a bath. He loves being in the bath. We have, like, this little... This little elephant that we stick in the submerge in the water, and then it makes it like a shower on him. Oh yeah, it's like a like a portable baby shower head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he loves so that. Cool. Look, I'm smiling. He loves that. And I have like a bunch of mommy stuff. Like I love the the pumping bras that I use, the nipple creams that I have. There's yeah, there's like a bunch of stuff that we live uh, that we love. Even like the boppy for when like I just want to be have him like being breastfed but then i can also be like on my laptop <laughs> you know you know to be honest nina like with me going back to work it worries me because i feel like the baby is so connected to cam with the breast i'm like man is he gonna forget about me because i'm gonna be gone you know eight to ten hours a day and even now sometimes when he's crying and i give him to her he'll immediately stop crying like it's like he so she thinks that he doesn't know who she is but he for sure knows so when he when he's with me, I'm just always trying to put his little ass to sleep. I'm like, all right, man. No, he for sure knows who you are. <laughs> but it's like, oh, because you know, now being home, I'm with him all day, every day. So not to not be with him, and for her, I'm like, man, she she's gonna like her more. So these are the thoughts that go through my mind when you think of like dad girl, because I'm like, I want him to be just as excited to be with me as he is with her. But no man can replace the boob. Like he is. Attached, he loves that boob, and I, I love that he loves it. So he loves the quality time with you. He too. does because what Leroy does, as I said, he tries to take him on little daddy sun walks, and I'm over here feeling guilty, <laughs> like I didn't take him for a walk today. I'm like, oh my gosh, the boob, the but boob. It's not a competition. I genuinely do love though when they get their time. You know, like he looks just like Leroy in my opinion, and I told you, like I feel like he's my little gift to you. Thank you. You know, and. I love that he's able to spend time with his dad. Yes, the, the boob is undefeated. One guy told me before, no, it really, really is. It's, it's uh, uh, that the boobs are a gift from God because it really calms him down. You know, like it he does a suit. He, yeah, he gets his I'm best. I'm like, I'm not a pacifier. Make sure you actually getting something. I'm trying to give you the bottle after this. <laughs> I'm not trying to give you the bottle after this. Yeah, I'm just the assistant right now, so that's what he calls me. He's out there. He, excuse me, assistant. Can you come burp me? <laughs> oh, man. But wait until he starts getting head control and doing different things because he's going to play with you. And then he's going to be like, ah, this guy is the best. I remember when my son, he was very much like that, like, oh, mommy, mommy, mommy. But then once he started, like, getting a little older, it was like, oh, daddy or nothing because he's the fun, cool parent. And I'm like, what the heck? I just, like, birthed you. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I know. I cannot wait until, like, you know, when he really starts to be fully aware and, like, being able to recognize us. Like, I literally cannot wait. Well, it'll be here before you know it. And that's awesome. Thank you for sharing, like, your tops because it's always interesting to hear what is really helping different families and what we should be looking at. And so now, if you could offer, like, one piece of advice, you know, to expecting or new parents, what would that be? I know it's super cliche, but just like enjoy every moment. Like this is not the same little baby that we brought home. When I look back at those pictures and take lots of pictures so you can really see how time is flying by. Because even when I look back at pictures from him two weeks ago or four weeks ago, I'm like, oh my gosh, my little baby is growing. He is this small for the shortest amount of time in his life. You know, I'm hoping he lives a very long life and it's like he is he's growing. So just like enjoy every moment, like whether it's like with being pregnant, I know it's hard 
you know, I know it can be hard, whether you're having an amazing experience or whether you're having a hard experience, like that moment that you're in is not going to last forever. So like, just try to enjoy every moment. What about yours? I would say to both parents to give yourself a break, not like, as in like, you're tired, but give it, don't beat yourself up so much, you know, over certain things you feel like you've done wrong or you aren't, you haven't lived up to the expectation. And another thing that we've checked ourselves on is to be actually in the moment. So not having, cause you know, it's an infant. So you're like, all right, cool. I, I can have my phone and still be looking at stuff or whatever. Like even we don't even have a TV on. We never really put the TV on no more. Like whenever I have him and he's awake, I want him to get my full undivided attention. And like I think, I think that, that that's very important because in the area we live in now, we're all so distracted with our phones and having to work. But if you could really take that time out to, you know, be in he or she's face and, and really give them the attention, it'll, it'll help. That's that's my biggest advice is to is to be in the moment and not have any distraction. Mm, those are great pieces of advice. And okay, guys, I promise I'm almost done with y'all. Do you have anything new and exciting happening that we need to know about other than you giving birth to this precious baby boy? <laughs> oh, absolutely. So as I said, like with my business, it's called Camp Collection. It's like a one-stop beauty shop. So like I have like wigs and like hair accessories. I'm in the process of relaunching it and I am getting closer and closer to doing so. And I actually have a few other surprises that are in the works, but you would ha- just have to keep up with me at, like on socials to find out what they are. I'm not ready to announce it yet because it's still being manifested and worked on. But um, yeah, if you stay up to date with me on socials, I will be making some announcements pretty soon. And as far as for myself, the only thing I really got going on is my kid. That's only, that's only my, my only focus right now. I'm going back to work and sometimes I tend to put so much stuff on my plate of trying to, you know, start all these new projects. Like I need to go to work and I'm a full-time dad. That's it. That's the only thing that I have time for right now is just to focus on my work and my family, full-time dad and a full-time husband. So that right there is what I got going on. There's no, uh, people can't find me on nothing. I like, Hey, go buy my product here. I'm at home with the baby. <laughs> that is it. You have your priorities right. So that is like the best blessings that you have in life. And so that's wonderful. I love that. So it's perfect. And so now for our listeners, where can they find you? Tell us all the handles and everything so that people can stay posted on your announcements and your story of being a parent. You can find me on Instagram at I am Cam. I am Cam with the K. I'm on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. <laughs> And you can find me on Instagram as well as uh, Roy Lee the Barber. On TikTok, uh, my name is I am Roy Lee the Barber. And then on Twitter, it's uh, Bruce Lee underscore 85. And yeah, you'll see me posting content of cutting hair, my lifestyle with the baby, with the family. And that's that's pretty much it. Guys, this was so amazing. Like, you're just such solid, good people, great parents. And I'm just so grateful for you guys sharing your story with all of us. And I know that so many people listening will be able to relate and learn new things and tips uh, from your journey. So thank you guys so much. Thank you, Nina, for having us. And we wish you all the best with the success of your podcast and all your future endeavors. I know that baby chick, your time is coming. Your time is coming, and it, it, trust me, it's, it's gonna it's gonna blow up. Also, as I told you before, to thank your husband for being that support for you to help us. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because if it wasn't for him, then you wouldn't be able to help us. So big shout out to him. 
And shout out to the little crumb snatchers that you got at the house. <laughs> yes, and we love you so much. Yeah, and we really you, do you love already you. know you are stuck with us for life. And we love you. For life. It's I told her after I was leaving, I was like, this may be weird, but I love you. And I will be talking to you soon. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's not. I love you too. Do we just become best friends. <laughs> I'm just so grateful. And for our listeners out there, uh, we'll be posting today's episode on our Baby Chick Facebook page. So if you have any questions and comments about our discussion, please share them with us in the comment section. And as always, if you haven't already, please subscribe to Chick Chat, the Baby Chick podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us an honest review. Cheers to you guys, Cam and Lee, and cheers to all the amazing parents out there. We love you too.